Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Isaiah chapter 20. It's a very short chapter, six verses. Before we get to that, I want to catch you up on what's going on in chapters 13 through 20. There are a series of oracles related to different nations of the day, like Babylon and Assyria, Philistia, Moab, the Syria, Northern Israel, Alliance, and Egypt. The purpose of these, in part, is to help people realize that God is sovereign over all nations. He's not just sovereign over Israel. He's not just the God of this little, small people group, but he is God over all. And then that should remind us that God's redemptive plan for the world is actually a redemptive plan that is for all nations. We've talked about this many times as we've gone through the Old Testament. And eventually we'll see that manifest itself when Christ comes, lives a perfect life, dies a sinless death, rises again, defeating sin, death, power of the devil, so that anybody from any tribe, tongue, or nation who puts their faith in Christ can be clothed with his righteousness and therefore stand holy and blameless before God, forgiven, redeemed, a member of his family, and guaranteed a place in heaven for eternity. So in chapter 20, God's going to use an interesting image of Isaiah to teach the people of God a lesson about where they need to put their hope. They're not putting their hope in the one true God. They're putting their hope in other nations to protect them from Assyria. You remember God is going to raise up Assyria to punish the people of Israel for their unfaithfulness, the people of Judah. And they're a superpower. And here they are in chapter 20. Let's read verses 1 and 2. In the year that the commander-in-chief, who was sent by Sargon, the king of Assyria, came to Ashdod and fought against it and captured it, at that time the Lord spoke by Isaiah, the son of Amos, saying, Go and loose the sackcloth from your waist, and take off your sandals from your feet. And Isaiah did so, walking naked and barefoot. So Ashdod is a little city or a big city in Philistia. Philistia is one of the nations that is nearby Judah. And the king of Assyria sends his military people there and they capture the city. They fight against it. And God says to Isaiah at that time, take the sackcloth from your waist. So a sackcloth is something that a prophet would wear to communicate to the people that they needed to repent. You know, you've heard of it before when people repent, they repent in sackcloth and ashes. They kind of show their penitence toward God. And a prophet wearing sackcloth is sending the message, you need to repent. And that has been the message that Isaiah has been communicating throughout this book to the people of Judah and Jerusalem so far. So now is time for repentance to stop. You need to take your sackcloth off. You need to take your sandals off. And he did so, and he walked around naked and barefoot. Now, one commentator says he wasn't naked naked because under his sackcloth, he would have had some undergarments, and he didn't take his undergarments off, but he was barefoot with his undergarments on, kind of like walking around in your underwear, which would have been a sight within itself, would have caught people's attention, and it certainly had a, uh, was, was intended for a reason from God to send a message. And let's get into that here, starting with verse 3. Then the Lord said, as my servant Isaiah has walked naked and barefoot for three years, and by the way, that doesn't mean that he was continuously walking naked and barefoot. He could have been intermittently walking naked and barefoot for three years, but we don't know for sure. As he's been walking naked and barefoot for three years as a sign and a portent against Egypt and Cush. 
so shall the king of Assyria lead away the Egyptian captives and the Cushite exiles, both the young and the old, naked and barefoot, with buttocks uncovered, the nakedness of Egypt." So Egypt and Cush are another couple nations that are nearby Judah, and Judah has had this tendency when they're being threatened by outside forces, by military forces, they have had a tendency to try to create alliances with other countries to protect them, to really put their hope in these other nations that they can kind of pool their resources together and fight off this superpower. So they don't turn to the one true God for help. They don't turn to the one who can actually protect them, God himself, their covenant father. No, they turn to these other pagan nations to protect them. And this is abhorrent to God. God doesn't want these people making horizontal alliances to protect themselves from Assyria. He wants them to turn to him vertically to the one true God, but they don't do this. Their hearts are hard. And so this sign of Isaiah walking around in his underwear and barefoot is going to be a sign that kind of foretells and symbolizes what's going to happen to the Egyptian captives and the Cushite exiles when Assyria rolls both of those countries and takes these prisoners of war, these exiles and captives back to Assyria. They're going to be marching back on the road naked and barefoot, and not just naked with their undergarments on, but naked, naked with their buttocks hanging out What it is what it says. Verse 5 now. Then they shall be dismayed. Who's they? The people of Judah, God's people who live in Jerusalem and Judah, who are putting their hope in Egypt and Cush to protect them, except now Egypt and Cush are toast because the Assyrians took them out. These people, these these people of God, these people of Judah, they shall be dismayed and ashamed because of Cush, their hope, and Egypt, their boast. And the inhabitants of this coastland will say in that day, behold, this is what happened to those in whom we hoped and whom we fled for help to be delivered from the king of Assyria? And we, how will we escape now? And that's chapter 20. The people of Israel have been confronted with the fact that what they have put their hope in is not worthy of their hope because what they put their hope in is no longer. And now they're just totally exposed and Assyria is going to roll them too. So what's that have to do with us today? Friends, You and I are guilty at times of putting our hope in things that are unworthy of our hope instead of putting our hope in the one true God or our hope in Jesus Christ, his son. I don't know about you, but this last year has exposed that in my life more than anything. I love athletics. I like going to sporting events. We didn't do any of that last year because of coronavirus. There's people whose bank accounts were decimated, whose jobs were lost, and We've learned don't put your hope in your money. We've got people who put a lot of hope in government or politicians. Well, goodness gracious, that's been exposed as something that certainly isn't worthy of our hope. Even our own health, our own strength, our own bodies, our own lives came under attack and have been revealed as not worthy of putting our hope in. Friends, we need to put our hope in the one true God, not any of these false hopes that will be exposed just like these these people walking naked with their butts hanging out who are hopeless and unworthy of putting hope in. Lord, will you forgive us for putting our hope in false things, in things unworthy of putting our hope in? Would you help us to direct our hope solely toward you? Thank you for being big enough, steady enough, strong enough, consistent enough, reliable enough to be worthy of our hope. Thank you for delivering us through Jesus Christ. We prayed in his name. Amen. 
The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.